0: Everybody, we're back at the Par Bar. I'm your host, Yo. Mr. Rich D. Joining me as always, Mr. Vince T. Yo, what's up, everybody? The doctor himself, Dr. Twisted. What a do. And back for a second round, Mr. Derek Mahoney. What's up, fellas?
1: What's up, <laughs> up everyone out there?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. And you're on of Block Radio, Postal Pacific, where paradise where? lives. We want to thank everybody for joining us on this uh, virtual uh, Par Bar. There's been a lot that happened within... A couple of weeks since the last time you're on, Derek. What is it was like three weeks ago, four weeks ago?
1: Uh, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, if you're out there watching on the live feed, please let us know that you guys can hear us and we need to turn ourselves up. We're still trying to get used to this environment. So, um, yeah, man, uh, welcome back, Derek. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, um,
1: thank you for allowing me to come back.
0: So last week, I, I missed the conversation uh, Twisted and Vince T had on uh, one of our good friends, Danny Bloss, here in San Diego, who's also an educator at uh, SCPA, the School of uh, Performing Arts. And um, in that short time frame, we end up having um, a lot of things happen within uh, Wisconsin Kenosha, I believe I'm saying that correctly. Um, and it's weird because that conversation that you guys had last week involved Black Lives Matter, uh, Derek. When you were on last time, we talked about Black Lives Matter, um, but also not just the movement, but yet the organization and what they what they stand for. And so we kind of learned something new because we didn't. I personally didn't know, um, you know, that Black Lives Matter was also an organization within itself. Uh. So yeah, let's let's just kind of recap. I guess what happened. Um, gosh, was this two days ago? I believe so. Do you guys know that, that exact day? I want to make sure we get that right. Um,
1: Sunday. I think believe it was Sunday. Sunday was it Sunday. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: So this happened Sunday. Uh, another black individual, a black uh, man, was um, shot in the back seven times. Uh, he did live, but um, according to the doctors, he's paralyzed uh, from the waist down. Maybe I mean wherever wherever that it is, it doesn't really matter. That's uh, beyond the conversation. Um, but yeah, so another um, another shoot, shooting happens in a black community. Um, and here we are again, back at the table that we've had we were been sitting at a couple weeks ago. Uh, for some, and you know it's been even longer um, having the same conversation. Uh, so I'll let you take it away, Derek, a little bit on, on what you've kind of seen. Actually, let's round table this and let's see what we all kind of think of what transpired over this, uh, last four days or, or three days. So is this, this is the guy that was walking to his car and they shot him at his car, right? Yes. Okay. And I believe his kids were in the car too. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's super unfortunate, man. I can't even fathom, but, um, yeah, I'm actually twisted. Do you want to take a... So I, I can tell you what the yeah I can tell you what the cops are going to say they were feeling
2: when they talk about officer safety and you have an individual who they're telling to stop and he's walking to his vehicle he's not complying with their commands and he's walking to his vehicle and he opens the door in their mind they're thinking he's going into the car to grab a gun All right that's okay. and I'm not saying I agree with that I'm just saying. I know what they're thinking when it comes to officer safety, right, and they're trained. Um and, that, and that's what they're going to claim, that they felt that he was going for a weapon inside the car, and that's why they shot him. But once again, they shot him in the back. So I look at that because I could see uh, it, it makes sense that he would, maybe, maybe he was going in the vehicle to get a, a weapon. They don't know. They don't know the guy, but to shoot him in the back. Um, yeah, um, there should be no reason for them to shoot him in the back, and um, yeah, it's
0: unfortunate once again, right? Here we are. Um, question on that so you are a police officer, I think we've talked about this right yeah. on the show. Um, he was. So they were walking with him to his car, basically, trying to stop him from preventing him to try to get to that door. Um, do you feel like the cops should have stopped at that point?
2: It, well, yeah. I mean, if they were trying to stop him from getting to his car door, there's other things they could have done. They could have physically restrained him. There were enough of them there. They could have physically restrained him. They would have gotten some, some shit from the people that were watching. But I would rather get shit for physically restraining somebody and stopping them than shooting them in the back. You know what I mean? Because what, what's the alternative there? So, you know, were they wrong? You know, it, I could say yeah, but then I, I wasn't there to see every single thing either. I guess you could say. You know, right. I don't, I don't want to be too quick to judge one way or the other without knowing all the facts. I guess based off of what i did see um yeah they're thinking officer safety uh, monday morning quarterbacking it is there other stuff that they could have done probably they could have probably physically stopped him from getting there they were giving him commands and he didn't want to stop them physically grab him you know hmm. and why let it get to the point where now you feel you have to draw down and
0: shoot the guy yeah um about you vince Steve. from what you got to know so far and what you've seen. Yeah, Uh, regarding the
3: situation. uh, Key word is so far, uh, obviously the the story is still unraveling for all of us. Um, But agreeing to Mark's point where and how they shot him in the back, um, it kind of proves to me that something else could have been done. I'm not saying that, you know, he wasn't reaching for a weapon or whatnot. So, I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't really know. Um, From what I did hear is that he did have a knife in the car, but he did admit to that. He admitted to having a weapon in the car. Um, so I don't know if they thought he was kind of reason for that. Um, but with Mark, you know, having first-hand experience of, of having that other option, so rather than shoot, I mean, uh, we're, we're here again, like you said, uh, with another tragedy. I mean, I don't at this point, being paralyzed, I don't know if that's... I mean, you're still alive, but Basically, your life is still kind of taken from you at, at, at some point. Um, you know, if you have, he had kids or has kids uh, still, so I mean, his life with his kids is is going to be that much tougher. Just you know, doing the everyday thing, taking them to school, playing with them, doing doing you know daily dad stuff. Right. Um, Everything changes. And you know, I don't know if people are thinking about it from that aspect, uh, from from the day he was shot, from for the rest of his life or their lives. You mean. You know, God forbid something happened to the kids later on in life. But um, man, it's, it's it's really unfortunate. I, I can see. I mean, I definitely see why. Uh, you know, the protests and everything are happening back up um, and going going to as far as um, professional athletes and you know, people are taking another, another stand. So I mean, I, I see it. I understand it. Um, I don't. I don't know the full story again. So I mean, I, it's a tragedy nonetheless that somebody got shot. But I mean. I'm still waiting for the story to unravel. So you
0: said uh, you mentioned um, athletes. Yeah, oh, I'm jumping in this. Um, I believe the game tonight was postponed due to the players uh, not wanting to play.
3: I think three of them. Three games were postponed. Yeah, if if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the Milwaukee Bucks game yesterday, um, and I think the La- well, I know for sure the Lakers game today was postponed, and I forgot the other team. I think might have been like Houston or. I don't know. It was some other team. So, um, Yeah. Okay.
0: So let me ask you uh, before I jump over to Derek real quick. We had talked about, uh, or we just said something along the lines of waiting till all the information comes, right? Yeah. Do you think uh, in circumstances where athletes are postponing or, or you know, um, their games or um, protesting by not playing, let's say it comes out, you know, that the, the guy did have a gun in the car or he had um, a weapon in the car. Now the athlete, the damage is already done as far as uh, athletes not playing. You know, that's not, that sends a huge message out. Yeah. Um, right. I would, I would think. Um, do you think that's, uh, do you think that's detrimental to, whoa, whoa, there you go. Hey. <laughs> hey, um, welcome back, buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. You guys keep freezing on me now. It just kicked me out.
0: Wi-Fi. Uh, could be that the Wi-Fi you might want to get closer. Or you might want to hardwire that thing. Yeah, I know that fucking bullshit. Cocks. Uh, panoramic Wi-Fi is horseshit.
1: <laughs> it's the ruling elite, man. They want us. They don't want us to uncover this shit. So they <laughs> did, <man. laughs> okay, so we we're um.
0: Yeah, do you think the damage is already done now? That, I mean, they're gonna be like, you know what? Well, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we messed up. Maybe we should have waited for the full information to come out.
3: Um. At that level, I don't even think waiting waiting for the full story is even uh, a thought to them. I mean, there's been so much, so many things happening. And, and uh, I don't want to say it all the other incidents justify this one. Um, but. I mean, like like I said, if he didn't need to be shot, I think that's the main the main goals for that not to happen anymore, right? Yeah. Um. So I still think they're they they have the reason to protest and you know cancel games and or or boycott or whatever it may be. So I think I think the the reason why they they pushed it back. I mean, cause I don't think this would have made that much of a story if they would have just arrested somebody. You know what I mean? It's the fact that. He, he
0: got shot. Yeah, but I'm. I'm well, I think what I'm more getting at is is um, when when you know things like this happen, right? Like for instance, and I'm not defending like what um, the cops did yet because I don't know. I don't know the situation, right? Right. Um, but let's say that you know, no, he had a gun. You know, this was the, definitely the right call. Now, publicity in the media. And and all the you know postponing or the protesting is already done. The the rioting is all off. You know. Yeah. Now, how do you go back and, and reverse and say, oh, this, that was a mistake, or is, or is it even recognized as a mistake at that point?
3: Uh, if there was, if there's, you mean if there's just cause of why they shot him? Why they did no? Why they had yeah? If they had a just cause for for. Uh, I mean, and,
2: I think. And a protest and riots happened, and then the truth comes out that it it was justifiable, Had right. you take everything, can you take everything back?
3: I think you just got to say it, bro. Like, yeah, hey, did. man, I, I, we didn't know, and I, that's the most honest truth is to say you know you didn't know, and what happened happened. You know what I mean? My bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, think sorry. I, sorry. Yeah, you I think at, the, at this, at this point, this Rich, like you're saying,
2: Rich, the, the damage is done right now, right? There, there's been so much of it as of late. Actually, there's been so much of it over the decades that it's to the point, it's just a boiling point now. Justified or not, it's a black life that was taken by a cop and people are just tired of it. And I mean, that that person would have had to have been in the act of some real heinous crime, like say he was shooting up the school or church or something and they went in there and they shot him and killed him, it would be a different story, right? Um, I think the reaction would be different in this case. You know, once again, like I said, he you've got somebody shot in the back. There was an alternative um there was an alternative way of getting the guy into custody. They could have just done physical, you know, one, you know, hand on hand on hand and get the guy to the ground and they didn't do that. Um Um somebody screwed up, man. Eh? I mean that's what it comes down to. Honestly, it, it comes down to somebody, somebody fucked
0: up again. Um, all right, let me get uh um, let me get Derek in here. Uh, once again, this is Derek Mahoney, our, our guest, uh, our second time, uh, invitation, but, uh, yeah, man. So what have you observed over the last couple of days? And, and, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've processed this a couple of times.
1: Um, yes, man. Uh, I, I worry about current events. I never really worried about current events before, but, um, a lot of this, uh, this chaos over the last few years, pretty much since Trump has taken office, um, um, pretty kind of like, you know, you have kids and you worry about the future and, and stuff that could happen, you know, um, on your turf that you would never imagine, you know. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of evidence coming out now. There's there's videotape of of uh, him shaking off two police officers when they had him on the ground on the other side. So they drew their weapons on him. Okay, well, first of all, let me start. In the, so they, they released um, the call, the dispatch, to, to the police officers that showed up to the scene that um, he had multiple warrants out um, uh, for assault, uh, one for assault, one for sexual assault, um, he had a um, uh, gun, a weapons charge, uh, too, and, and they were open and they knew it as be violent. And somebody had called 911 from that complex where they were at. And they were, and it was an African-American lady that did it, you know, um, that called it. And she was on the phone with them while dispatch was and walking her through the whole scenario while dispatch was unloading the information. So they struggled with him on one side of the automobile. They go across and um, as, with the guns drawn and he still won't stop. So this is a guy that shook him off and I'm just going off the facts, of, right? He shook both of these police officers after they tried to apprehend him. They had him on the ground wrestling with him, they tussled, they shook him off. So I guess the most you could say the cops are guilty because they're incompetent, and in, incapable of using any type of uh, hand-to-hand combat to, to keep them safe. So if, if you wanna make them guilty of something, as far as the evidence shows, you could do that. But, uh, this, you know, uh, they then drew their guns on him, requesting of him several times on him as they walked with him around the automobile and he opened his door. And what are they supposed to think? They've seen training videos before they become, come out. you could you could confirm this for me, Mark, of, situations where people could just turn around and pull guns on you right as a police officer i'm sure all, all that stuff comes into to play when uh, and and there's been a lot of evidence you know of it happening and uh, so what's on their mind you know like maybe he could have you know Done better with his hand-to-hand combat skills, or maybe we need to invest in them so we could train them high, on, on on a higher level. And stuff like
3: that. Yeah, and I know. think I think Mark froze up.
0: I was yeah. I was like I don't know, if Mark froze up or he's he's in really deep thought. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take it. I'm, I'm gonna put my money on froze up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but so once uh, again, David we're Mark a little, you- little little can can. Uh, uh, there he is. Hi,
1: welcome back. <laughs> yeah. This fucking bullshit, dude. Are you, man. You're trying to
3: sabotage us. <laughs> I had to go
2: in there and tell everybody to turn off their devices, too.
3: Oh. 12 hey, devices on in the house. So, I'm not sure if you caught, uh... No. I guess Derek's question. Derek started
2: talking, everything just kind of
0: was broken up, frozen, and then like, and then gone.
3: So, I so um... There.
0: I'll just try to recap what uh, Derek was kind of going over. So basically, um, there's a lot more evidence uh, out there than, than what was given. Um, there's a couple where they say he was restrained. Uh, there was also a call-in um, requesting him or he has a history of uh, domestic violence. I think a weapons charge. And then uh, according to Jonah, he was tased as well before actually um, reaching his car. And But they, they had the weapons drawn. They were unable to um, subdue him. And basically, he got to his car door, and that's when everything happened. Um, and I think to wrap up, Derek kind of mentioned that, uh, you know, if, if they're guilty of anything right now, it's just because, you know, they, they lack the, the physical skill to um, handle an individual. Um, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's definitely up there I think the training and you know you definitely should be able to subdue anybody out there hand to hand combat not anybody but you know uh, at least people without physical martial arts training, right? Like, who doesn't know jujitsu or anything like that?
1: But this, this, is, but this—it's it's not an easy—it's not an easy call. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's—it's oh, yeah. it's like we make it sound like it's so easy to figure out, right? This, this, this whole uh, argument—like, there's a clear line, but there's no clear line, man. It's like you have to judge, and this is what our rights are for is you have to. Be, everybody has the right to be judged. By who they are, you know, one person at a time, right. one case at a time, not thrown into a whole. See, there's more evidence. It shouldn't be lumped in all together when you haven't seen all the evidence here. You know? What, what do you mean by that?
0: Uh, what do you mean by individual and you haven't seen all the evidence? Dude, our, so, what, I guess what I'm saying is, are you including um, police officers in that, that conversation?
1: So your question is, what do I mean by saying uh, lumping them all into one, not lumping them into
0: one? Right. You're talking about Be- all the incidents? Because I'm saying, yeah, so, each, so each, what I'm, I'm getting off of a- that is that every incident with uh, individuals is um, an individual incident, correct? That's what you're saying? But I'm no, also yeah. I'm also thinking, okay, and you're also taking that by the police officers and the person, the perpetrators who are in yes. the crime. Every-
1: Yes, right. When you go to court, you're not being tried according to to your tribe's sins, right. you know. You're, you're going to be tried according to what your actions, you know. Yeah. I mean, so, I agree with that completely. Um, I don't think any
0: any I, group I think of people should be lumped into like. Now they say what well, all cops, cops are bad. I think that's the, the worst thing you'll probably fucking say. Um, yeah. Like, you know, for any individual, they're all they're all individuals. There's good cops, there's bad cops, there's you know, there's bad people in general. I think, the, the, I think to lump them all into one category like that would be ignorant, anyway.
1: Right. That's, well, that's what's going on. That's what yeah. that's what I see is going on. Yeah. You know, and 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 we've seen warnings of this for a long time already. You know, I mean, for me, it just opened up for me a couple you know, a years ago. But I've I seen a lot of it with Trump. You know, but man. There's, there's a lot of evidence, especially coming from, um, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna incriminate anybody, but I see the resistance coming from, from the college ranks. What do you mean by resistance? Um, the, the resist, the, the, the Antifa movement? and BLM, you know. Movement, yeah these movements you know
2: it always starts in seems like it always starts with the colleges and the college students right yeah, yeah.
0: um yeah i mean i i would say that i think what, what you had touched on last time you were on uh, which is you know just education and uh knowing a bit of your history um you know uh could, would go a long way <laughs> for sure um yeah, but yeah, let's continue this conversation. Once again, everybody, you're on Island Block Radio, Post of the Pacific, where, where paradise lives. lives. Uh, we have Derek Mahoney with us. We were just kind of talking about uh, Jacob Blake and uh, the issue in uh, Kenosha. We kind of left that first uh, segment off with uh, kind of like lumping in, right? So let's jump in a little bit into that with, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, Blue Lives Matter, and All Lives Matter kind of situation, right? Um, so I've seen a lot of posts recently. Um, I would say from you know, I guess Generation Z or whatever the Millennials. Uh, blue lives aren't aren't lives. It's an op- it's an occupation, right? It's a it's a choice where Black lives aren't isn't a choice. Um, let's start off with Vince T. Like how do you feel about that uh, Blue Lives Matter? All Lives Matter. You guys kind of touched on that topic a little bit last week with Danny Bloss. So, um, yeah, let me hear what you have to say a little bit on, on, on those subjects.
3: Um. So, all right. So people are saying blue lives are is a choice. Right. Like it's an occupation. You don't have to necessarily be a cop. So kind of same thing, like kind of going into the military is a choice. Right. Oh, man. I mean, technically it is a choice. You're not you're not born and you know labeled as a police officer um, I don't know that, I mean th- this is tough man it it's because it's we all know there's a majority of great cops and then you got you got the the ones that, that screw shit up you know um, the, you got the bad ones that will make the whole reputation change uh, for everybody. But do you mean, think,
0: do you think, do you think, I guess once again, like, do you lump all cops in with the same group of people? Do you start saying like, well, they're all the same, you know, they're all cops are bad.
3: Me all personally, me personally, no, because I know a handful of cops and, you know, they're all there to protect and serve, like, with what they're there to do, right, to, to fulfill that job. Um, but then, man, like, if you don't know, I mean... It, it would be hard to decipher if they're good or not. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would agree. That's just my my opinion. Like, without getting to to know them on a, on a personal level, you you don't really know from the face of 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 what it is. Like, if, if they come out to a scene, you don't know if if they're going to shoot you or if they're really really there to help you or get things situated. I mean, at this point, you don't know. Um. Okay. Derek, how do you
0: feel about the, the All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter? Um, I think we talked a little bit about uh, Black Lives Matter, which you are not for the organization. I don't think any of... I, I personally am not for the organization. Um, but we discussed a little bit of Black Lives Matter. Now, I think all of us can agree that Black Lives Matter, right? Like... The, the I, best. I refuse... I,
1: I, you know, like, it's, it's so... Um, I mean, so it's just hard to talk about it because people don't understand that I haven't watched any NBA this year. Everybody knows how big of a sports fan I am, all right? I haven't watched any NBA. Uh, everybody that knows me I should say but I haven't watched any NBA and my beloved 49ers are prime and set and I've been on their coattails for the last ever since they got Shanahan and dude if they take a stance and and they fall to the whims of of, uh, what BLM organization is trying to put out there they're giving them free advertisement and so that's why I refuse to do that man the values that they stand for doesn't agree with the values that I stand for. And these are values that I'm willing to lay my life on the line for. Right, but
0: I'm saying, okay, so the organization, we, we were clear that we're, we're not there. We're, we are not.
1: No, but what I'm saying is, but, I don't know how, how how if people understand how damaging it is to continue to to make this uh, to not label this organization anything other than a, a hate group. I
0: don't. Well, I don't know this for a fact, but I would say that most saw, or at least a good portion of the people who stand for Black Lives Matter aren't doing it for the organization. They are doing it for the premise of Black Lives Matter. Right? Like, the idea, the idea of it. Right. The, the the premise of police brutality, uh, things like that. That's what I mean. Right? Okay. Let's just, let's yeah. just go on that premise. Let's, let's just go on that premise. That uh, we know we have discussed, like, Black Lives Matter, just the premise of it. We definitely agreed on, you know, we were like, of course Black Lives Matter. But what about Blue Lives Matter? Does it affect the movement of Black Lives Matters and All Lives Matter? Something
1: I mean, like to to me is uh, I refuse to dispute that anybody's you know life is it, it it doesn't matter, right? So, you know, and I'm not gonna talk about. I don't like you know the fact that we want to say All Lives Matter in response to you know Black Lives Matters, you know, and you got me to say it, right? But but you know, there's no. There's no arguing that. I don't know. Do you have anybody in your circle that doesn't agree with that statement? No. <laughs> no then not why at all. do you, Then why do we need to talk about it?
0: Uh, because why? it's part of. I mean, it's part of the. It's part of the conversation, right? Like well, anybody you bring of- in here, anybody that you know is for that movement. Now they may not, may not be for the organization, and that's something that you should have that con- or we should have that conversation with them, right? Like you don't have to attack them on the, the fact that Black Lives Matter. But you could say, "Hey, but do you know what this organization actually stands for? It doesn't okay, stand so, for maybe so, what you're saying."
1: So, right. so let me ask you a question: Is is it a is is it hard to understand that there's a big group here in the United States that doesn't agree with Marxist values?
0: Does not agree. Yes. Are you're asking me if there's a a great group majority
1: of us? Yes. Yes. In the United States. Yes. How big? What's the percentage and the hundred percent? I don't know. I have no clue. Right? right. Well my my fear is it's it's greater than we think. You know. And it's it's more on it's the the momentum has already started. Um the like I told you a long time ago or you know, a few weeks ago when we started talking again. Um, the Gulag Archipelago talks about it, and and it started with with uh, the uh, identity politics, right? You know, um, and and all this uh, participation trophy uh, generation and and stuff like that, making them ultra sensitive, you know, right. and you know, I just. I just believe that. Uh, help me stay on topic here, guys.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I, don't oh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I mean, definitely get that point across because that that's definitely a big topic for Black Lives Matters. Um, but once again, I think you know we're trying to sit here and where the conversation really is 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 yeah. Blue Lives Matter is Blue do Blue Lives Matter is it actual thing or are they lumping everybody in together? You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, okay, so so take it. They're in their defense. So I don't know too much about uh, Blue Lives Matter, and uh, um, I and I don't tout uh, what they're doing, but I know they're not a, a, a mark proclaimed Marxist, and I know they're not stand, standing for anything that's detrimental to to my. Um, I think it's just a, a police union um, uh, joint effort, right? Right.
0: It's basically to, you know, just support cops in the same respect of, of you know, everybody out there just res- trying to disrespect cops.
1: And, and, and it's it- a great deal, man. It's a great, it's a great deal, man. The, the, to, to be enemy number one in the United States right now, it's, man, we did I don't know if you guys seen what's happening in Chicago, but Chicago didn't just get violent. Their murder rate was skyrocketing since last year and the year before. Oh, yeah, they've, been, oh, yeah. they've been higher than uh, than these given war zones in, in these uh, territories in the Middle East. And for their, their rates to double in these last few months, man, parents are tired of it. They're coming out and, and bullying, and, and they're stopping BLM and Antifa from getting in their neighborhoods because they want cops in there. They're asking for the cops, you oh, know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's what I, I
0: think uh, what people don't understand, or some people don't understand, uh, or what we forget is that majority of the cops that get get caught are, are to our neighborhoods, minority neighborhoods. You know what I mean? So um, because that's where most of the crime is happening. Yeah, you know that. And that, that conversation is probably another for another day for sure. Uh, as far but as so, um,
1: so to get back to you know the the Blue Lives uh, Matters, um, they're what they're asking for is is very specific. It's, it's support for the cops, right? They're not right. asking to change legislation. Right. right. They're not asking to change culture. They're not asking you to go out and
2: protest and riot. Yeah.
3: I got a
1: question.
2: Yes.
3: Is, is there a Blue Lives Matter organization or, or any, any kind of formal group? I think it's more yeah, of I an think... idea, right?
1: It's Say that again? The, I
3: think it's more of the idea
2: and just the message, more than an organization. If anything, it's the the police and the family and people who are pro-police, but I don't know if there's actually an official um, organization like the Black Lives Matter organization, right?
3: I'm not sure, yeah, I mean.
0: Um, So it. I'll just go off a little bit. It started December uh, 2014. Its countermove into the United States advocating for those who are prosecuted and convicted of killing law enforcement officers should be sentenced to uh, hate crimes statutes. Uh-huh. It was started in response to Black Lives Matters and the homicides that were happening in NY- NYPD officers. It makes
1: um, so so basically they need cause black lives matter man they're they're making buku bucks off of donations right
0: now oh for sure you know,
1: you know and and I don't know I've seen reports between 600 million dollars to I've seen another report uh, over a billion dollars in donations what the hell yeah so that's it. so um that's crazy yeah and, and basically uh when they're using their dinero to get to try to you know get out there and and use it to their advantage what what do these cops unions have tell? so they have to unite they have to use their money and put it together yeah you know and fight that to combat that you know whatever they could afford we could afford in defense of the cops you know you know
0: yeah i mean i i agree i mean i don't believe in uh I believe in police reform, not so much defunding the police. Um, So, uh, you know what that looks like. Yeah, uh, in my eyes, is is, you know training. Um, Once again, learning how to, you know, go hand to hand with somebody without trying to be um, uh, before using lethal weapons. But once again, like we talked about earlier, you know, we're not in those situations. That's why I'm I'm not a cop. You know, I don't want to be put in those situations. and I can't imagine those who have to be in those situations. Um, twisted, how do you feel on that counter move? Because we, I heard a little bit of the conversation from last week um, uh, with cops. And, and then how do you feel now a little bit about um, what happened on Sunday? And then being a cop, we've kind of talked about you, how you would kind of situate yourself. But what about the counter Debate of defunding the police and kind of um, deconstructing them because there's there's talks in certain cities where they're, they're talking about deconstructing the police. So, now, you know,
2: so n- let me get to one thing first before I answer that one. Um, when you talk about the police not being able to physically restrain somebody, I'll be honest, man, you look around, there's a lot of fat cops. There's a lot of really skinny cops that are just out of shape. Um that you know you you get DTAC training when you're in the academy but you're only scratching the surface right you learn enough to get your ass kicked and that's it it's your responsibility to yourself your family and to your co-workers to keep yourself in shape and to continue to train and learn more I used to go to the conferences and stuff where it was like officer based officer safety based conferences where it, it was advanced um defensive tactics, advanced, uh, you know, like how you do a vehicle hot stop, how you approach vehicles, how you deal with certain people. And I did that because it was a responsibility that I felt I had not only to myself or to my coworkers, but to my family to make it home every night, right? To make sure that I did my job to the best of my ability, meaning I would rather go physically hands-on with somebody than pull my gun. Have I had my gun drawn? Yes, I've had my barrel in people's faces. I've done vehicle stops where they didn't even know that I had the gun on them. As I'm squatting down, talking to them through the window, I've got the gun up against the door because it's just the sixth sense you get from this person where your hair's on the back of your neck stand up. And it's one of the most dangerous calls you could go on as a vehicle stop. So there's there's a lot of things that come into play with this that, The normal everyday Joe does not understand that part of a cop's job. When it comes to a shoot or don't shoot situation, you have a split second to make a decision based off of a lot of other things that you have to take in. The background, are there kids on a playground behind you? Is there a school, there are old people walking by, they're innocent people. If I miss, am I gonna hit one of them? Is that really a weapon in their hand? So the thing that you're taught is if you perceive a threat, you eliminate the threat, okay? And they also teach you it's force on force plus one. Meaning, if we're fighting hand to hand plus one means I'm going to go to a baton or some kind of other weapon that's other than, than knuckles. If you have a knife I've got a taser, I've got a gun. You know, um, that's the way they teach it. And they teach you not shoot to kill but shoot to eliminate the threat. You hear people say, why don't they just shoot him in the knee? And you try to shoot somebody in the knee and aim just for the knee that's that wide when your adrenaline's running, you're, you're gonna miss. You know what I mean? You're gonna miss. So they're about a 30% hit rate for cops when they're shooting. And that, that's pretty damn low. And they train, they train, they train, and train on shooting. Um, as far as defunding the police, um, yeah, I, I'm not in favor of like defunding them and, and deconstructing them. When you say defunding, I'm in favor of of um, maybe turning some of that money towards the communities, uh, turning some of that money towards um, better training, um, better hiring process, maybe even a longer academy to educate them more, uh, make them more culturally aware, more, um, yeah, more culturally aware of the areas that they're gonna be working in, the people they're gonna be dealing with, how to deal with certain people, you know, how to talk to people, how to talk people down when they're in an elevated state of mind, um, how to keep people from going there. You know, There's a lot of different tools that you can have on your belt that you can use if you know where to get them and how to use them. But if they're not teaching them that stuff, they're not using it. The only thing they know is what's on that right hip or the left hip. Yeah. And that's what they're going to. Now, Saying my internet connection is unstable. <laughs> God, they trying to get you, bro. They're trying, <laughs> trying, to, they're you, trying to get me.
0: Well, dude. I thought that was a great wrap up to that. Uh, but hey, once again, man, you're on Island Block Radio, Post the Pacific, where paradise, oh, paradise lives. lives. Uh, we were with Derek Mahoney. Uh, we're talking about Jacob Blake and Kenosha, Wisconsin, Black Lives Matter, uh, Blue Lives Matter. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the writing. Uh, we also had that 17 year old who um, I think he had a shotgun and he clipped uh, two guys. Yep. Um, so they say he's a vigilante, uh, which I don't know from and then some other things I read. You know, they were saying that they were trying to protect like uh, an area. Um, well, let's let's just cover a little bit on what you guys think about um, once again the, the the looting and the rioting. Is it, is it now? Because what happened? Um, do you guys feel like it's the whole protest and and the rioting that's mentioned? The one because I, I didn't see too much protesting this time. I just saw looting and rioting. Um, I didn't see. You know, they say it starts around like nighttime, and then I mean, to me, it, it sounds like you're just setting up to loot something and, and riot. Because if you're going to protest, you want people to see it, right? So why would it not be during the day? You know? Optimal time at like 1 o'clock. Right after lunch.
1: Yes. Um... (laughs) You know the 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 object of the game, and the 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 ones that played it right, they were civilly disobedient. I mean, so these guys are uncivilly disobedient. You know, and and there's a big difference, right? You know, when uh, when these guys are willing to. They, they, they think they're doing it without violence what do you, you know what do you call burning down you know and taking down the monuments burning down buildings and that's a form of violence that's you know that's you know that's putting communities in agony man you know? so what
0: do you what do you think about those who are who are saying let's just give you a, you know they're saying hey well insurance will cover that you know insurance can't cover a crippled crippling a person or uh, murdering a life, or taking a life.
1: That's that's just ignorant. You know, that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it okay to do either thing. It's a tragedy that either thing happens. So you shouldn't be like, oh, oh, this, that's okay, because that's insurance covers it, but who's gonna cover this and stuff? Well, like that's
0: that. the message, right? Like, we're, we're trying to get the message across. We want police violence to stop. And once you do that, then we'll stop the rioting. And the and,
1: and you know what? So would you guys believe me if I was to tell you that there's a, a big, big faction in the United States that doesn't believe that there are those problems that they are fighting about? You know, um, what do you mean? To quote, That that the statistics that they have doesn't add up to what they are claiming. As far as
0: police brutality and things like that,
1: yeah, racist systemic racism and stuff.
0: Yeah, like the numbers don't add up.
1: That the numbers don't add up, and that's what I think. One side is appalled that the other side would not even understand this. Well, so. Th- I think we've talked
0: about you know numbers on the on the show before, um, and it's hard to believe what numbers you can believe, right? Because everybody breaks down statistics uh, differently, and then they play with the numbers, and then the numbers look look misconstrued. So now, like for instance, uh, we did one in San Diego, and um, you know I wanted to figure out what the what the police brutality for uh, minorities were, um, you know, and broke those down. Now, when we looked at um, I think it was Southeast San Diego, or maybe it could have been San Diego in general. Um, yeah, black uh, brutality, police brutality against black people, were thirty-five. Was thirty-five percent. Now that off the back looks Are crazy. Claims? Oh, let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. So it looks crazy right off the bat, right? Like thirty-five percent. Like how the fuck? That's that's insane. So then you break down the numbers more. You look more into the numbers. Well. Black people don't make the a, a majority here. Really, not even half. Really, in San Diego anymore, right? It's it's Filipinos, Mexicans, and, and whites, and then you know sprinkles of this and that. Um, they're like I don't know, maybe twelve percent of the community, right? Maybe. Okay, you take that, and then you look at what what happened in Southeast San Diego, or whatever number it was. Uh, it was, I think it was in Sa- Southeast San Diego. But there's only nine incidences, right? And there was. Um, I think it was like six mexicans like one white dude and then like some asians and then one black guy so in my head i'm like well how the hell they get to 35 percent black people well when you break all those numbers down and then the community and the ratios that's how you get 35 percent. but you look at that blindly you're like holy crap that's really bad right yeah. now how how can i believe anybody who's going to give me that statistic when they're, you're talking about a community of you know what 80,000 to 120,000 people in Southeast San Diego, maybe more. And then you're telling me that there's only been nine cases. Now you're telling me that there's 35% police brutality for black people here.
1: Well, okay, so you got to... Sorry, guys. Uh, so basically you got um, to... There's nothing wrong with that. It's just people got to be smarter in how to decipher those statistics.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying, right? So yeah. I see what you're saying within the statistics of, um, you know, the whole... United States, yeah. I agree with you. There, there's probably you know you know majority of the people here are white, and depending on what community you're looking at, you're going to see those statistics really up in you know black communities. Chicago is probably a high number, right, because of the majority yeah. of black people, and then most of the calls are going to black communities, right? Yeah. yeah. Now you just take that average on on a nationwide, it's going to look a lot smaller. But yes. if you condense it into like a Chicago, it's going to look it's going to look deceiving. Yeah, it's it, it's very deceiving.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so people, oh, like we said last time, they look for bullet points, they look for headlines. They're they're too lazy to read into the third paragraph, right? So to find out the actual facts, they're re, they're too they're too naive, and they buy into emotion while they're reading the article. Then they listen to um, adjectives, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, that that re, that resemble bias, you know, and they can't see through all these things you know well and,
0: it, it relates closer to them because they are a person of color well and they've I had understand. that it, you know what i mean but, like but, you, if um well once again i think we're uh, kind of straying so, off but if you if
1: you're if you're if, if so you're the question looking at, that is, good ahead what what Th- those cases of, of police brutality, how was that determined? Is that a is that a, a charge? Is that was that a filing of it? Was that taken to court? Were they acquitted or what? what you know, did these? What was the reprimand? We, you know, right. if we're going to talk about police reform, we have to talk about what are the results of these findings. You know?
0: Yeah. Okay. But so then, on the other end of that, you got to look at what's happened in the past with police, right? Like if we're we can't just cut off, you know, all the information. Like, there has been police brutality and there has been um, situations where police are just, they're overstepping where they shouldn't be, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what I you mean by know- reform. There, that There's definitely, to me, there's definitely an um, incident when a cop sees a person of color and, you know, they just, I think they react differently to people who are lighter skinned.
1: Uh, That's, you know, there's statistics that say that that tell um, that cops have more altercations with uh, white males than they do with African-American males. Uh, Yeah, sure. But you mean,
0: they're depending on one. Once again, that's going to depend on the area. Right. It's going to depend on what where is that that statistic coming from uh, if you're taking it in the nation as a whole you're talking about majority of people being white so then you have to die that but they got think,
1: government dependent white areas too buddy. yeah i mean you I know get it. so no, i get it yeah you know i'm not
0: saying i'm not saying they don't call them but i'm saying you know you're also uh talking about so if you are in epa you know east palo alto yeah you know who's going to get majority of those calls right you're going to run to like maybe a couple islanders every 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 four calls or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. And and I guarantee the cops are coming in pretty anxious, well, at least maybe not now, but at least before.
1: Yeah, man. I mean... It's EPA. Yeah, I mean, so there's... They have... They said they have training... Uh, bias training... Or whatever it is, but it, in, in truth, what the people—it sounds like the people want—that are are doing all, making all this noise. What they really want is to have more competent police that's capable of not making their altercations lethal.
0: Well, yeah, I I, I can yeah. agree with that. I you think everybody—that's—I think that's what everybody would really want.
1: But but there's—they're not believing these people when they say they're using the facts to explain to them that, wait a minute, you guys want us to change all of this legislation when we believe that it's gonna tax the people more than it's worth because we're not gonna get anywhere, you know? And, and you know, with it, because they don't believe it's, there, there there is systemic racism. They don't believe that the police are the problem, you know? Um, and we can't defund the police. I have a solution. You guys wanna hear my solution? Sure. Defund the university, the federal aid that goes to the universities. All right, the federal so, aid that goes to universities. Yes. All right? Okay. Um, no, and I'm not. And I'm not talking about like like the like how President Trump did uh, the. The Historically Black Colleges Fund, you know, that, that, that's necessary, right? But, but to defund whatever billion dollars that they do, take a little bit of that and, and throw that into the federal pot for the police uh, ch- uh, training reform, you know? because i believe these bloated incomes for these te- these professors in these colleges that only have to teach 5 year 5 hours a week because they're tenured and they're teaching these kids this garbage ass shit uh, they they need to be they need to be you know <laughs> they need to be defunded you know yeah you know? i mean the the education
0: system i mean i'm sure we can jump on another like um
1: no, but I, I'm just saying, you know, like that that's an issue that everything is connected, man. Like we we want to talk about the issues, then then this is one of one of the issues, not the fact that they're teaching the kids this garbage. The underlying issue to me is the con- there's a finance. The next bu- bubble to pop is is the uh, student loan bubble. Oh, yeah, For sure. So everybody knows that we're just anticipating that. So let that pop. Let the, let all these tenured professors that are too uh, comfy in their job and that won't speak up against these microaggression and 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 safety zones and see how it's taken away from our freedom of speech. Because this is what started on their campuses. Right. And then they bring this out and they encourage the public who doesn't have anything better to do right now to come in and, and, and riot and and yell to. get their way whatever happened to conversation you know it's just kitty stuff man yeah I mean I can agree
0: I I think I agree with a lot of what you said I I, uh, once again I didn't go to you know university or college or anything like that but um, I've seen you know freedom of speech basically plummet I've seen Jordan Peterson get canceled on campuses I've seen Ben Shapiro get ca- canceled on campuses, but it's really rare that you ever see a um, you know a liberal get canceled on uh, any campus. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. and This is kind of varying off topic. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres and, and um, uh, other guy that got canceled this season, this year, it's kind of weird because they're you know they're super liberal and all that stuff. But um, as far as funding, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think the federal funding for it needs to be relooked at and allocated to different areas and um, But I also believe that you know we could. I don't know. You know, I I won't even say anything because I don't know what the police budgets are. You know, Um, I'm sure San Diego has a you know their own budget, but looks nothing like comparable to New York's. You know. Um. Shoot. What time are we at? Once again, want to thank everybody for joining us. We are Out of Block Radio, Coastal Pacific, where paradise Paradise lives. lives. Man, we got some uh, some hot topics. And so once again, I mean, this is such a big and broad topic. There's no way we could ever finish this in one conversation. Uh, this is part two with Derek Mahoney. Um, we had Jonah on there. He said the Lakers and Clippers have voted to not continue the NBA season. Um, thoughts? Hi.
1: You're leaving money on the table. <laughs> no, that's this- true. This that's is true. capitalism, man. You gotta—you never leave money on the table. That's rule number one. Did you ever see, you know, uh, uh, what's it um, Any of the, these other athletes that were making a difference leave money on the table?
3: No, because you, you know? use that money to, to support whatever cause you're trying to support. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's that's a no-brainer for me. If you know you're yes. a professional athlete, just yeah. un- unless they got guaranteed money that they're going to get paid all this money, but yeah. I mean, just finish it out. You don't got much left finish it out get all your bread and then do what you gotta do.
1: But do, do do it within the confines of what you you know in the past they used to teach that I don't know what they're teaching now but you never leave money on the table
0: do you think uh, do you think a lot of for Hollywood and, and uh, athletes do you think it's more just pressure from the media and the community that a lot of them are, are doing things that don't they don't necessarily
3: um, agree with I'm sure I mean, if they if they don't agree with, with the, the popular vote, I mean that automatically relates to their reputation and business, you know what I mean? So they might be forced into into making that decision that they might not want to make at that at that moment. So
2: you know what I'm afraid of, man? I'm sitting here listening to, I'm listening, I'm listening to everything here and I'm thinking and just thinking about everything that's going on. I'm afraid that, and, and this is just a thought, I'm not saying this is, this is fact, but, so let me, let me put it as a question. What, what do you guys think? Um, you think it's, it's, we're kind of at a state of, we're just lost right now, with the way that the mindset is out there, the public opinion of things out there, um, those who don't have a conversation, they scream and yell, to get their way rather than have a face-to-face conversation. Um, So the people who can make sense of things are muted because the screamers are making the noise and the ones that can make sense are just like, you know, fuck it, I'm not talking to you, you know, and walking away. There's a lot of shit that we are looking at that makes sense to us and doesn't make sense to us, but there's a lot of people out there that are on the, the shit you're doing doesn't make sense side and it's kind of like their opinion and their voice is spreading into the ears of the other youth coming up and you're saying you know you see that movie was it, idiocracy where everybody in the future was like really dumb um you know i'm just afraid that that with with the way that public opinion and that mindset is right now that that's where we're headed because Nobody is wanting to really have that conversation. And the ones that say that they do, I mean, really, how are we going to change it? Looking looking at it realistically, how are we going to change anything when everybody has a different opinion? Everybody has a different idea about how things should be looked at or be seen or talked about. And none of those ideas coincide with the other, maybe a few of them, but not all of them. You know what I mean? And, and so I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, well, shit, you know, is it is all hope lost right now as far as trying to get back to a normal um, to have conversations and stuff? Or is is the future just a bunch of screamers and, and, and rioters and looters and protesting and, you know, shit like that is it always going to be a divide between Black Lives Matter and everybody else. And, you know, I know what do
3: you
0: guys think man let's see you want to go
3: first preferably not <laughs> no i'm serious okay
0: um uh well actually i'll let Derek, Derek go ahead and take that one first
1: so the question is uh, is it hopeless right now that's the question yeah
2: you think you think we're at a point where we're we're too far gone one way with the uh, with all the noises being made right now I think we're too far I'm, gone one way to, to get back to a, a real norm that makes sense
1: I'm, I'm hoping and praying to God that there's a a, a middle or centrist faction or, or population out here that whose voice is not being heard because in actuality we have you know we have to go for to to in my view in my opinion, we're protecting um, the Constitution in this election and everything, is from from local elections to to state. you just gotta look over things, and um, these uh, movements are influencing. Um, the media and, the, um, and, and and vice versa, and, and the politicians. And, and it's like a big old cycle, right? They're just influencing each other and, and stuff like that. So my, my whole thing is uh, the worst case scenario or the, the, the best case scenario is that we get representatives from each side uh, of the argument That people trust universally. I don't know who that is, but um, you know. But that's this is where we'd have to go because, and and then there's got to be a a total understanding. We and a lot of people watch. government hearings, and there's already a a bias, a distrust for who they're listening to. So, I mean, um, they got to actually just learn how to decipher the facts and stuff like that. And then they got to ask questions, things they don't understand you know but other than that that's the best case scenario right the worst case scenario is is um uh, a little civil war you know I don't know how little it'll be or how big it'll be but there's there's that is the worst case scenario I'm not saying that it's gonna be I'm just saying that this history has shown that these are the types of divides that that lead up to that you know yeah
0: um with that being said, man, I want thank you everybody for joining us on the live feed. Once again, you're on Island Block Radio, Post of the Pacific, where paradise is, And we out of here, escalators.